0: you cool cats and kittens. You're listening to Roo Career Radio, the podcast hosted by Career Services at UMKC, where we talk about all things career. I'm Tess Serprenat. And I'm Allison Murdoch. And we're your co-hosts for Roo Career Radio. Today, we have some great guests. We have Christopher Merchant with Handshake and Amanda Rubenstein with Jobscan. But a couple quick housekeeping issues before we dig in with our first guest. UMKC Career Services, and the Block Career Center. The offices will be open throughout the summer. Our office hours are Monday through Friday, eight to five, and everything is going to be offered virtually. Appointments, events, but if you're interested in scheduling something or checking out what we have going on, be sure to go to Handshake, and, and you can schedule appointments and register for events there. Or you can go to our web pages and look up our calendar of activities.
1: As a reminder, all of our new grads and alumni will still have full access to our services um, at our central UMKC Career Services office as well as the Block Career Center. So feel free to reach out anytime via email at careerservices@umkc.edu, at um, And we are happy to help with anything regards to your job search, or if you have any questions as you move forward through your career. Um, And if you still have access to Handshake, which a lot of our new grads will still have access to, you can definitely make an appointment with us on Handshake as well. All right, next up we will be talking to our first guest, Christopher Merchant with Handshake. Stay tuned.
0: let's talk with our guest Christopher Merchant with Handshake. We're really excited about this because we love Handshake and, and we w- really are interested in getting Christopher's expertise on this. So Christopher, thanks so much for being here virtually with us today. And um, we're, we're excited to talk about our favorite career platform. Could you tell us a little bit about your own educational and professional background and what you do at Handshake and what brought you to the company?
2: Yeah, absolutely. First things first, I would just like to thank you both so much for having me on. Um, It really is an honor and a privilege. Um, A little bit about me. Um, As you mentioned, I'm a relationship manager over here at Handshake, um, but my career started very, very differently. So I studied journalism at Middle Tennessee State University, um, and I was a reporter for a little more than five years in and around the Nashville area. So covered crime and courts, spent a lot of time in the federal building in Nashville. Um, and decided at some point that I wanted a a, a career change and a life change. And so I moved to the West Coast a little more than five years ago. I initially took a position um, at UC Berkeley in their Office of Communications and Public Affairs. So not career services, but still in higher ed. And I was doing social media for them. And then a few years ago, I decided that I wanted to get in technology, which is one of the reasons that I moved to the Bay Area in the first place. Our national headquarters is in San Francisco. And so that's what I've been doing for the past few years. So my position at Handshake is as a university relationship manager. There are three parts of our business where we have different people who we serve. Obviously, we serve students. Of course, we serve employers who are looking for early talent. And then, of course, we have um, strong relationships with our universities. So I spend a lot of time talking with career services and career development offices, strategizing about best practices with Handshake. Um, And helping them to get the most value out of the tool if they can. And then I think the last thing that I would say is that the reason that I joined is because I really believe in the mission. Handshake is the largest early talent acquisition platform in the country. And one of the things that they realized that really caught my attention was that ability is equally distributed, but opportunity is not. And their objective is to democratize recruiting. And that was something that really appealed to me.
0: It is really interesting what the the platform is able to do and how it does make more opportunities available to students, regardless of where you are geographically or what school you're going to.
1: I totally agree. And I heard that the story behind how Handshake got started is actually pretty interesting. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
2: Yeah, I think it's a fascinating story. Mm -hmm. So our three founders, Garrett, Ben and Scott, all went to school together at Michigan Tech University. And one of the things that they discovered as undergraduate students was the glaring inequality in career opportunities for students across the country. This probably comes as no surprise, but two of the biggest determining factors on how much money you're going to make throughout your career is what zip code you grew up in and whether your parents had a college degree. And of course, there are many other factors that go into that. um, But those are high indicators of how much you can expect to earn over the course of your lifetime. And they saw a problem with that in the same way that I see a problem with that and and wanted to help change it. And so they started Handshake uh, about seven years ago and literally took road trips around the country, just the three of them crammed into a car driving around the, the country. And their objective was to sign five schools. They thought, okay, if we can... Listen to a lot of career services people, listen to a lot of students, listen to a lot of employers. If we can figure out what they need and sign just five schools, then maybe we've got a good idea. And instead they found dozens. And now in 2020, we have nearly a thousand universities and colleges partners all across the United States, um, and we're expanding even more than that. So really, really exciting growth. And I think it's also just a really cool success story that that three undergrads in in the Midwest decided that they wanted to make something, and they went out and did it. And I think that entrepreneurial spirit is a big part of the kind of energy that we try to bring to, to our students, because we want them to get opportunities that not just to get a job, but to get a, a job that starts their career and something that that, that excites them.
1: Mm-hmm. That that is such a good story, and we absolutely love that Handshake is a platform that is so student-focused. We've seen some other platforms out there that maybe are similar to Handshake, but where Handshake kind of levels up a bit is the fact that everything is to make sure that opportunities are getting to the students and that the platform remains very accessible on the student side as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I, I can't speak to other platforms. I'm just obsessed with Handshake. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Uh, and
2: and I feel the same way. I mean, this, this platform was built by students for students. And a lot of the people who joined the team actually got their first job through Handshake. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of buy-in and lock-in just internally in our company because we've seen the power that it has, and we all really believe in it.
0: Mm. I love that, that, that so many of your employees found their positions through Handshake. Mm. So...
1: Christopher, what are your favorite features of Handshake uh, from the student side?
2: I actually think this is a really easy thing to answer because you know from using Handshake on your side that there's a lot of really complex features and tools that you can use. For students, we decided that the design would be the exact opposite. Mm. We wanted it to be as simple to use as possible just to reduce the barrier of entry into students finding good jobs. Um, students obviously these days are incredibly tech savvy. It's not like they couldn't take a more complex platform. It, it It's just aligns with our missions that we want to put students first and connect them to good career opportunities. So I think my favorite thing about handshake from the student side is actually just job recommendations. And, you know, for the past decade, the way that people find information on the internet is through automation and through suggestion whether you're using netflix or spotify you name it whatever platform you like to use to figure out whatever kind of information you're trying to get um, it's all suggested to you based on your behavior and handshake is very similar if you look at the cues that are right on a student's dashboard, there are all kinds of recommended positions that we think they might be interested in, both on the information that they filled out about themselves, but also based on their their own behavior on the platform. So you might have said that you're interested in certain kinds of jobs when you first logged into Handshake as a freshman or sophomore, but by the time you're a senior, maybe that's changed. And you don't even have to tell us that for us to know it. We can actually just track your behavior in the application and say, hey, looks like you're really interested in jobs like this in this particular area. Well, let's start recommending jobs like that to you.
0: Awesome. So what do you think is probably the feature in Handshake that students aren't maybe taking advantage of that they should be taking advantage
2: of? I, I lionize for this, so I'm really glad you asked that. There is a section in Handshake when you, where you can f- fill out your uh, industry and career interests. So it's within the student settings and some of the questions that we ask when you first log into handshake are pretty simple like what's your major you know boilerplate stuff but there are there are plenty of questions when we do that so we don't ask you everything that you can fill out in the app at least not right now what i would recommend is going in and 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 filling out what your career interests are because sometimes it's not just a particular role that you're looking for there might be entire industries that you're interested in um and not only does this refine the algorithms um, that suggest jobs to you, but it also provides your, your career services office the opportunity to filter among the student population and say, oh, students who are interested in careers like this might be interested in that job and then they can mail it to them. So it it just helps from both sides of the process if you've clearly indicated what you're interested in.
0: Well, I will say that from a career services side of things, um, we use that feature all the time. We're continually going into Handshake and pulling a list of students who have indicated that they're interested in a specific thing because You know, sometimes a little off season or something, um, or with a really short time frame, we'll hear from an an employer saying, hey, we're looking for students interested in X, Y, or Z. Um, And we want to make sure we're getting those opportunities in front of students, but if they haven't filled that out, then we don't know.
2: That's right. And, and in a way, it, it is something that they have to, to be prompted to do. So I know a lot of schools like yours are reaching out and say, hey, just so you know, this is a really valuable part of the platform. You should definitely spend five minutes just to fill this out.
1: Oh, definitely. And, and we know that this is a tough time for the economy, for job searching, the job market. Um, so over at Handshake, are you all seeing any interesting trends that may be able to help our students and alumni as they search for, uh, professional positions and internships?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't even think you have to look in Handshake to, to see any interesting trends. All you have to do is turn on the TV or like open Facebook. (laughs) I mean, we all know that Hiring is down. We all know that unemployment is up. And anecdotally, just Googling around, we've seen employers saying that they're not going to visit campuses for career fairs in the fall, even if those campuses are open, just because they want to protect their recruiters. They don't want to put them on planes. They don't want to put them in a gymnasium with thousands of people. And I think that trend is pretty everyone's feeling it. It's pretty well known. The good news, I think the, the silver lining in this is that that's caused employers to really lean in on virtual engagement. Since February, there's been an increase of 257% in employer messages sent over Handshake to students, which is massive. It's, it's more than double um, over the course of 60 days compared to what it was prior. So while there is a trend that that hiring is down, the actual outreach and engagement from employers is up.
0: Oh, That's amazing. Well, and I think that so many students are thinking, well, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. But then clearly there is, and and those employers are really anxious to meet up with
2: students. Absolutely. I mean, we're trying to get the word out. Something close to 70% of students in a survey that Handshake did said that they were really um, interested in, in career services offices helping connect them virtually to employers, And something like 66% said that they want to be communicating with employers right now, even if jobs aren't available. Because since employment or full-time employment right now is so uncertain, they want to at least start building those relationships. So in six or eight or 12 months when those places start hiring, they've already laid the groundwork. They've got a foundation with that employer. And they can pursue that whenever it becomes available.
0: Well, and so many of these companies have been working so hard for years to develop their employer brand on campus. And so even if their hiring is a little slow now, that doesn't mean that they want to lose everything that they've gained to build up that brand. So so they're, I think, going to work pretty hard to be present, still be, be a visible and well-known brand to the students.
2: Absolutely.
1: Uh, i'd like to chime in real quick uh before i move on to the next question so christopher you had briefly mentioned the importance of students filling out that profile uh, can you talk a little bit more about that and what students should be doing to make sure they get uh, those messages from employers and recruiters on handshake
2: yeah that's a great question so something like a th- you're something like five times more likely to get a message from an employer on Handshake if your profile is fully completed. Mm -hmm. And that's astounding. But it also makes sense, right? If I'm an employer and I'm looking at someone's profile, it's the same as if I'm looking at their resume. If it's not filled out all the way, I'm kind of not interested. So having your profile completely filled out is very, very key. And then there are three fields where if you have them all filled out, 80% of the students with those three fields filled out are going to be messaged on Handshake. At least they are today. And those three fields are um, job type, location, and job role. Job type is whether it's like a full-time position, part-time, internship, fellowship. Job role is the work that you actually want to be doing. So like, do I want to be working in consulting, design, finance, that kind of thing. And then location, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. If an employer knows that you're willing to move to Chicago and they're looking for positions with students who are willing to move to Chicago, they're probably more likely to message you as opposed to if you said you wanted to stay in Miami after you got out of school.
0: So Christopher, I wanna pop back to something you had mentioned uh, just a couple minutes ago about employers are being are looking like they might be hesitant to come out to campuses to do career fairs. Um, I know we're looking at doing virtual career fairs um, can you tell us a little bit more about maybe what Handshake's doing, or what you're what you're seeing other things schools across the country doing for career fairs and moving to virtual?
2: I would love to. We're actually really excited about this. So <laughs> we had been bouncing around the idea for years about whether we wanted to build a virtual platform for career fairs, but of course, for career services office offices. Um, Career fairs are a big revenue generator, so we didn't really know how we were going to build that. And it wasn't a high priority. But of course, with everything that's happening now, people are just not on campus. And so there's been this huge call to build a career fair platform. So what we've committed to do is to have uh, a working proof of, of concept by the end of January. We're hoping to have something built by the end of the summer so that it's ready for schools in the fall. I think the big driving force behind what we're thinking is that we don't want to do anything that's like what's already on the market. We're trying to look at what's valuable out of an in-person career fair and what of that set of valuable things can be done virtually, right? So we've had a few um, invitation-only webinars where we've discussed this with some of our university partners um, to share more information. But broadly, what I can say is that I'm, I'm really excited for us to be building something totally new Uh, You mentioned it before. Handshake's not really like other platforms, and our virtual career fair platform is not going to be like other offerings. Um, So really, really excited to see um, what comes out, and I can't wait to share more information. I know that not only are schools clamoring for this, but so are students and employers. Um, Employers have, have said overwhelmingly that they want to be able to continue with their recruiting and relationship building, even if it's over a virtual platform.
0: You know, I kind of fought the virtual career fair idea for a long time. I think a lot of people have, but now that I'm doing a little bit more research into it, I think actually this this might be a great opportunity for students and for employers, but um, especially for the platforms that maybe have some video interaction, um, so it's not just a chat box, and but it's I, th- I think it might be a little bit more user-friendly than you know, the standing in long lines, waiting to talk to an employer, and, th- and then maybe not having a very long window of time to talk to that employer. I-, I really think that some of the platforms are offering some interesting things.
2: I totally agree. And I think I understand why most folks have been reluctant about pursuing virtual career fairs. And it was, I think up until this point, Um, Probably the technology just wasn't there enough to to replicate the valuable parts of that in-person interaction. So on the one hand, we're really leaning heavily into video. We're really leaning heavily into being able to schedule one-on-one appointments so that folks can meet directly with a recruiter during a virtual career fair. And we're also, on the other hand, uh, making sure that it's accessible. Uh, We want to make sure that for folks who are sight impaired or who have any other reason why video is not Uh, their preferred platform, that there's other ways for them to communicate. So there's definitely a lot of avenues and channels that we're building out so that all students have the opportunity um, to talk with employers. And to your point, I do think it is a good opportunity because if you think about it, certain employers, they had their 12 universities that they would visit every year, and that was it. But now, if they're able to access a candidate pool and they don't have to pay to send a bunch of recruiters uh, to hundreds of different campuses over the the course of the hiring cycle, um, there's opportunities potentially for students to meet recruiters that they never would have in person in the first place.
0: I think that's one of the things that we're really excited about, because being in Kansas City, sometimes employers from the coast are less likely to travel here, um, but might be, might be very willing to come in and do a virtual career fair with us.
2: Absolutely. Especially if there's a student population that they should be hiring from, you know, if they're looking for students uh, who have a a strong engineering degree, but they happen to be from a school that's not on one of the coasts, well, they should still be stalking those students. Um, Again, it kind of harkens back to that motto, that ability is equally distributed, opportunity isn't. Yeah,
0: that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think
1: we can kind of roll into maybe our last few questions. Um, And it's kind of a a two-parter. So uh, what should students do to make the most out of the platform? I know you talked a little bit about that, uh, but maybe you could give a little bit more insight. And then um, the second question is, what should employers do to make the most out of the platform?
2: Yeah, I can kind of take those one at a time. So I already sort of spoke to like profile completion and what three um, fields are really important to fill out. If you're, if I, I hope you fill all of them out, but there's three that are that are really important. A couple of other things though, check your messages on Handshake. Um, we've seen this huge increase of like 250% of the messages going from employers towards students, but only 50% of those are being checked. Now that being said, I don't think that that's on on students because we have heard feedback feedback that um, sometimes they'll get a job from an employer mailed to them, and they're like, this isn't really super relevant to me. There are a couple things that can help with that. One, make sure your profile is totally filled out. It'll be a lot easier for recruiters to tell if you're an ideal candidate if you've got more information there. And the second thing, which I can get into a little bit later, is coaching employers about what makes a good uh, email campaign, outreach campaign to students. So I'll touch on that in a moment. The other thing that I would say is that you should leverage your career counselors, Right. In the same way that you would go into the office or in times like these meet virtually to review your resume, have them review your handshake profile. Make sure that everything's completed. Make sure that it's stacking up to the other students that they've seen that have been successful and and utilize them as as a resource. Even though you're like managing your handshake uh, account on your own, lean on your career counselors to help with all the other stuff that they've learned working with other students. And then I think for do you have any follow up questions before I move on to employers?
0: No, but I love the idea of having students come and talk to us.
1: Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree. I am sitting over here thinking about how we could revamp some of our appointment types for students. Uh, we already have a LinkedIn review option, but we don't have a handshake review option, and so I'm getting some crazy ideas on how to incorporate that into our appointments. But uh, please uh, continue on with the employer question.
2: Um, on the employer side of things, I think it's the other side of that coin that I just mentioned about uh, whether students are checking or, uh, their their messages on the app, and that's that we're really pushing them to tailor their outreach to the right students' populations and also to the, the, the right individual candidates. 57% of students right now are eager to receive personalized messages from employers. They want to have that connection. And so... We are advising our employers, hey, really think about who you're trying to connect with. Obviously, that's already in the best interest of a recruiter anyway, so I'm not in any way trying to suggest they're not doing that, but we're really helping them utilize the the suite of skills that we have in Handshake to do direct messaging to students and to run really effective campaigns. And then I think candidly, um, just don't send messages that aren't relevant, right? Uh, that's that's sort of the, the the long and the short of it there. And that process is getting refined all the time. And then the final thing, I think they're already doing. I mean, I think you you hear CEOs who are saying, we're gonna do one hundred percent of our recruiting uh, this this season virtually. And they're they're coming to us in the same way that universities are coming to us and say, build a, build a virtual fair tool. And so I mean, those forces are kind of leading what we're doing at handshake. So I think that leaning into virtual, not just and in, in the form of messaging, but attending virtual fairs in the fall, it's going to be a really great way for us to continue to have students and employers make meaningful connections.
0: Well, and and that's what it's all about. So I, th- I think I that that's the most important thing. And and so we love everything that you guys are doing to help make that possible.
2: Yeah. And we appreciate your partnership. I mean, we, like I said, we're working with close to a thousand schools and we learn from from your teams all the time. We learn from our employers all the time. We learn from our students all the time. And we just want to make a product product that every single one of you love to use and um that gets students the successful outcomes that they deserve
1: oh yeah we're we're obsessed with handshake. so you're doing a good job
2: <laughs> likewise I'm, I'm a big <laughs> fan as well in case you can't tell
0: christopher thanks so much for coming in and talking to us and your insight and advice has been so helpful we really appreciate you taking the time so Next up, after our short break, we'll be delving into one of our favorite resources that we offer to our students here at UMKC. It's called JobScan, and we'll be talking with Amanda Rubenstein to get some of the tips and best practices for using that resource. But thank you so much, Christopher, and, and we, of course, look forward to talking to you again in the future.
2: Sounds good. Thank you for having me.
0: Welcome back. I'm Tess Serprenant with Rue Career Radio, and I'm joined by my colleague from the Block Career Center, Maggie Rayland, and Amanda Rubenstein from Jobscan. Maggie will be talking with Amanda to learn more about Jobscan and why you should be using it. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is
3: Maggie Rayland. I am the Professional Development Manager in the Block Career Center, and I am so happy today to introduce Amanda from JobScan. Today we're going to be talking about JobScan, hearing a little bit more about Amanda's background and and really diving into why this is a great tool that's available to all students and alumni at UMKC. So I wanna turn it over to you, Amanda. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, what you do at JobScan and what brought you to
4: the company? Of course, thanks so much, Maggie. I'm so happy to be there here today. So, as far as um, what I do at JobScan, I am one of our university partnership managers. And what brought me to JobScan is I was really excited by the idea that I could make a difference in people's lives in my career. So, the mission of JobScan, of giving power to job seekers, really drew me in. In terms of my background, My educational background, I was a double major in dance and English at Skidmore College, uh, which is a small liberal arts college in upstate New York. After spending about a year in journalism, I made a switch to business development and partnerships. In particular, I have worked at startup companies uh, that were launching new divisions to help them grow. So in my first business development role, I was at a consulting company that specialized in helping organizations in the social impact sector think about ways that they can grow through uh, the design thinking methodology. And uh, at that company, we worked with company, uh, with clients like Black Girls Code. Um, and Neighborhood Trust Financial Partners, really organizations that are focused on social impact in some way. And I'm so happy to be a business development and university partnerships manager at JobScan, where I help to bring on new partners, figure out what our offering was, and also help our partners succeed once they're on board with us.
3: Awesome. Thank you. And what an interesting background, and I think you're sort of the perfect person then to talk about why it's so important to tailor your resume and your application materials, um, especially if you do get an undergraduate degree in something that is maybe related, but also somewhat unrelated to the the career trajectory that you ultimately want to to go down. And so that's, that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. Can you tell us a little bit more about JobScan
4: and why it's such a great tool? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, first of all, Jobscan is an AI powered resume review tool that can help you land three times more interviews. But if you think about why it's so important, when I was job searching, especially when I was like looking to make a switch and a change, I got a lot of like automatic rejection emails from companies that I was like super excited to work for. And I was, I found that experience super disheartening. And job scan is a tool that can help sort of avoid that process by personalizing and tailoring the application to that particular company. But it also takes into account something called applicant tracking systems, which are the software systems that are used by most employers that will basically filter out resumes and applicants as they apply through the process. Um, That's where those automatic rejection emails come in. Um, Maybe I didn't have like the right word in my resume. That was a qualification for this role. And so that's really where JobScan can help uh, you stand out among the crowd and make sure that you're putting your best foot forward when you're applying for jobs that you really care about.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And Speaking of applicant tracking systems, I think it's something that students know maybe a little bit about, but maybe not a ton about applicant tracking systems and how they work and and what companies are using them. I think it used to be that we kind of assumed just the really big companies were using applicant tracking systems, but in order to optimize recruiting and placement, I think that even smaller companies are now using applicant tracking systems. Can you speak a little bit more to ATS and, and how JobScan can really help students kind of be those
4: applicant tracking systems? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, broadly speaking, so when I started at JobScan, which was just like two and a half years ago, only 90% of Fortune 500 companies were using applicant tracking systems. And now two and a half years later, uh, 99% of Fortune 500 companies are using applicant tracking systems. So even within those uh, big, bigger companies, the growth of applicant tracking systems has been tremendous in the past few years. Uh, and to give some context, you know, JobsGam is a startup company. We have about 20 employees. We use an applicant tracking system as well. When we post a software development role, we get hundreds of applicants. Um, so it's it's just an easy way for us to identify uh, who are the top candidates that we should really be talking to. So, they are growing in small and medium-sized business segments as well, and even within uh, startup companies, too. And so in terms of what you need to know about applicant tracking systems for your resume, JobScan, of course, is like designed to help with that. So the first thing to do is that scan your resume in with a job that you're interested in applying to, and JobScan will give you that feedback on what you can do. But in terms of keeping it general and giving some actionable tips, the, the best practices are for formatting, you want your resume very simple, so you don't want to use, like, columns or tables, things that you, you might think would be helping your resume to be more visually organized will actually work against you because these systems can't read the information properly if they're specialized in that way. And then from the content standpoint, the most important piece is making sure that you're really speaking the language of the employer and including in your resume the experiences that will be important to them. Um, and so JobScan can help you identify those keywords is something that you'll hear a lot about, the keyword optimization, but that just means are you including the skills that the employer is actually looking for as a qualification for this role, and those will be uh, the two top best practices. Keep it simple. Include the keywords.
3: I'm so glad you say that about the formatting because I, of course, view hundreds and hundreds of student resumes every year, and It's a conversation that we have all the time about, you know, why you might not want to use color or columns or any sort of even little icons for, you know, your email address or or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that could potentially throw off an applicant tracking system. And I think that that we all sort of talk about how, you know, applicant tracking systems are, are great in some ways, but they're not as smart as they could be. So they can't, you know, read every nuance every formatting nuance of a resume. So I'm glad to hear you sort of back up the feedback that we give that, you know, people usually are not turned away from a job or an interview because their resume is too boring, but you very likely could get turned away from an interview or, or never get the call because your resume got kicked out of the ATS because it was too graphically complicated and the software just couldn't read it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I
3: want to know what some of your favorite features of JobScan are. I My favorite feature of JobScan is absolutely that you can put in the URL of the job and um, almost all the cases that I put in, very rarely has it not recognized it, but it can tell you which applicant tracking system that company is using and then tailor the feedback that it gives you based on that applicant tracking system, which I think is probably the coolest feature of JobScan,
4: but I'm sure you have features that you really like as well. So I'd love to hear what your faves are. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that one up because I actually didn't have that one on my list, but that is um, a very cool feature uh, that we have, which taps into our proprietary database that matches employers to like the specific applicant tracking system that they use. So some other features that I love at Jobscan are first is PowerEdit. So our PowerEdit tool is basically like a live resume editor. So of course, like the core of our tool and where we really got started is on generating that feedback for you on how can I improve my resume, but it was really just like a list of red X's and green check marks, and uh, you had to sort of like open up Microsoft Word and um, make the changes separately, Um, but PowerEdit made it so you can actually make the changes directly in JobScan, and we do it in sort of a fun way where you can see your score improving in real time, and uh, I like to see and feel that impact as I'm doing that, and we try and give as much context as possible too, you know, like giving example phrases to help the writing process for a bullet point. So I really love the Power Edit tool, and of course, you can export the resume to a PDF or a .doc when you're done, so you can just like it's ready to apply. Let's go. And uh, just on that note, we do recommend .doc actually for most. Um, applicant tracking systems. Uh, so that that is the safest format and what we recommend. PDF is okay with most, but especially, yeah, definitely those two formats, no other formats would we recommend. I also want to share about two new features that we've launched just in the landscape with everything the way that it is today due to coronavirus. We've iterated really quickly and launched some new tools that are helpful now. So the first is called our career change tool. And what that does is allow students and job seekers to upload their resume into job scan and without a job description. And we will identify uh, your top transferable skills and suggest some career paths that might be a good fit for you, perhaps other than what you have been doing before. And this is, you know, a lot of people are going to be thinking about their careers at this time. And like, do you actually like what you're doing now? Or what else could be a good fit? And so uh, this is a tool that we just developed that I think is is really great. And even, you know, for like freshmen or sophomores who might be using job maybe they don't know what they want to do yet, or they don't have a specific job description This can help those students identify like, hey, this, this, oh, I hadn't thought of that. This could be a cool path for me. And then we'll link specifically out to Indeed, where you can look at those jobs that have that title. So I really, really love that. And another feature that I wanted to highlight, which is new, it's not even a feature that's in JobScan. It's just a tool that we developed to help people right now. It's our company still hiring tool. And so that is a list of companies that are still hiring uh, right now and also has some details about Companies that have that are on hiring freezes. So really just there's a lot of you know misinformation out there, and we're trying to collect the most up-to-date and accurate information. And we have over 10,000 companies that are still hiring on that list on its point. That wow. Out.
3: That's so cool. That that first one that you mentioned of your new tools sounds amazing. And as someone who does coaching, that's going to be something that I definitely utilize um, in my appointments with students when we're having conversations about. What potential careers um, that they might pursue. So that's really cool, um, and that's great that you guys are developing that list of employers that are still hiring. Um, I know on the higher ed side, you know, we're looking to the Chronicle for that information, and I know there's a Twitter account that tracks internships and what you know is happening with happening with internships this summer. So it's great that you have developed a tool uh, to show employers around the country who are still hiring. I know that that's of course such a an anxiety point for students right now as they're getting ready to graduate and that's really cool thank you for sharing that with us so last question just advice that you have for students you know it's as i said it's it's an anxious time for them especially those students who are getting ready to graduate obviously job scan is a great tool that they can use to help them really tailor their applications and i will say job scan can also scan linkedin profiles cover letters you know it's not just resumes and so really you can use it in a holistic way to make sure that your application mm-hmm. is on point before you apply but what advice would you have for students who are, you know, getting ready to exit college and are job hunting right now and and some tips or tricks that they can keep in mind?
4: Yeah. And I I think that with job get in mind, like I think the job search is a, you need to take a holistic approach. So my advice actually is, don't be afraid to ask for help. So when I was graduating in 2013, the world was not nearly as in like a challenging place as it is now when it comes to job search. But nonetheless, I I did not have a job upon graduation. And I reached out to my alumni network for my college, which uh, was available to me through career services. And I had reached out to someone who I had passed in throughout uh, my English major, uh, but never really had had too many conversations with this person. I noticed that he was a research assistant at uh, one of my favorite news magazines called The Week. And so I reached out for like an informational interview with him. We met up for coffee, um, but now you know you can meet up for Zoom coffee, that works too. And we, we talked and uh, I ended up stepping into a paid internship role, which turned into my first full-time role at at the week so that was you know it's sometimes hard to ask for help or like they're like oh they're not going to remember me they're not going to know who I am especially in this time where it is so challenging and uncertain I think like more than ever people want to help if they are in a position to so do not be afraid to reach out to to folks who you might find their background interesting you just want to learn more you like their company
3: I think that's great advice. I think networking in any way that you can right now, of course, it's mostly going to be virtual, but setting up informational interviews, just reaching out to even friends of friends of friends to kind of just talk through what they do and if their companies might be hiring, I think everyone wants to lend a helping hand right now. So you know, come see us in Career Services, of course. And as alumni, you have full access to our office. But I think that's great advice, Amanda. And just as some quick logistics, uh, how to access JobScan. um, As a UMKC student, you will go to jobscan.co. And it's as easy as creating an account just with your UMKC email address. And then you will have the premium version for free, which means you can scan as many resumes, cover letters, uh, your LinkedIn profile as many times as you want, and that'll all be taken care of by Career Services at UMKC. So, um, And your account will stay active as long as you use it. And if at any point your account goes inactive, just give us a call or shoot us an email, and we'll make sure to get you back into the system. But as long as you're using it consistently, you will stay live and active, and you can use it forever.
0: Wow. JobScan is such a useful tool for literally anyone applying to part-time positions, internships, or full-time positions. I think that's why we love it so much. I'd like to extend a special thanks to both of our guests, Amanda and Christopher. We really enjoyed talking about the two fantastic platforms that we use here, uh, Handshake and JobScan. And that's it for this episode. Maggie, why don't you talk to our listeners about how they can follow us? Absolutely. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram,
3: Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube channel, the UMKC Career Channel. We also have a LinkedIn group that any student, alum, or employer can join, post positions, and get updates on valuable career prep info. As always, if you have any questions or any ideas for topics you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at careerservices at umkc.edu. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Our next episode will be talking about strategies for virtual networking. You've been listening to Rue Career Radio brought to you by UMKC Career Services and the Black Career Center. We'll talk next time.